Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It is Thursday, August 19. Greg Taylor, Stephanie Spangler. We got a great show planned. I think so. We do. We've got some <laughs> you teachers. You always have a great show planned, I, Greg. I don't know about that, but I'm really excited about this week. We're yeah. going to hear from two teachers. Exactly. One of whom I'm closely connected to. <laughs> and then we're going to hear from two of our recent high school graduates. Yeah. That are off uh, to new um, exciting journeys. That's right. College. And one's going to go to my alma mater and yep. one's going to the University of Missouri right. and uh, we'll hear from them, but mm-hmm. I want to dive in talking a little bit about my life. I took we missed last, you last week, week off. You guys did a great job, by the way. Well, thank you, but we, and, we um, miss you when you're not here. I, I did something I've never done before. I did a 17-hour train ride <laughs> to New Orleans. Was it Amtrak? It was Amtrak. Okay. Um, and I'll just say that in itself is an education. <laughs> I'm sure an it experience. is. I'm sure it um, is. And the one thing I learned is that if you don't get a sleeper car, you don't sleep You don't much. sleep. Yes, yes. You're just sitting upright so, with all the people around you. That's exactly right. Yeah. So it was 17 hours down, wow. 17 hours back in between. We had uh, three and a half kind of really busy days uh, in the city of New Orleans. I've never been there. You've never been to New Orleans. Okay. Have. What was your favorite thing? Well, my favorite thing was spending time with my son, right. which I don't get to do enough. Right. You know, he began his senior year in college this week, which mm-hmm. is just crazy hard for me to wrap my brain <laughs> yeah. around it. But we used to do a lot of father-son adventures uh-huh. um, in, in years past, and we've really gotten out of the habit. Yeah. We just said, we got to go. we got to do it. Um, it did was, he pick New Orleans, or did well, you? Or was it a joint thing? Originally, we were going to hike. We were going to do a okay. hiking trip, but okay. he's had some physical okay. challenges, and okay. just the climbing mm-hmm. uh, of the mountains was not going to be good on his mm-hmm. knees. He's getting ready to go into his uh, senior year, mm-hmm. so I, I, we tried to come up with an alternative plan. I threw three or four options uh-huh. out, and, and I threw out the train in New Orleans, yeah. and he just he jumped. really jumped at that. And I will tell <laughs> you, good. unbelievably hot. What, the train or New no, Orleans? No, 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 New Orleans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet. Like you walk yeah. outside. Humid. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, we were in the 90s with feels like and yes. the hundreds yes. every day. So it wasn't um, it wasn't like it was fall or spring right. or anything along those lines. Right. But um, had the opportunity to visit the World War II Museum. Okay. And I've heard a lot about it. Um, and I'll tell you, we were there all day. I think on Tuesday mm-hmm. could have spent an entire additional day there if we wanted to Mm -hmm. but the thing about it is you know we are living 80 years uh, Mm -hmm. after Mm -hmm. world war ii Mm -hmm. and i think it's easy to just think well that's history but man our world was on the verge of in a lot of ways forever chaos when Mm -hmm. you think about where the nazis and the japanese Mm -hmm. and the italians wanted to take things and you know america resisted getting into the conflict for quite some time Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, Pearl Harbor happens, right. and that kind of right. forces U.S. to get in. But um, what an amazing, amazing time for Americans. Mm-hmm. You know, they say it's the gre- greatest generation. Mm-hmm. And spending time at that museum, you realize. Can we uh, that way? Well, Thinking just, that? we saved the world, yeah. you know. And huh. again, Great huh. Britain was a part of it, right. and there were other allies right. that were a part of it. Mm-hmm. But um, it's amazing how close 
it came to Nazi domination, mm. to hmm. Japanese domination. Wow. And it just made me really thankful. Uh, I came home and I've been re-watching the Band of Brothers uh, miniseries. I don't know if you've ever I've seen that seen or not. That. And it is uh, a documentary, I guess you'd say, um, docudrama probably okay. is a better way to put it, of Easy Company from World War II and mm. all that they went through. And just really makes me proud to be an American, mm -hmm. makes me thankful that the greatest generation rose up when they did. I think mm. I told you mm. I had an uncle that passed away mm. of COVID last December, mm -hmm. World War II veteran. Wow. Uh, loved my Uncle Don so much. Mm -hmm. But I share all of that to say if you're in New Orleans, check it out. Uh, love history, but I contrast that with what we're watching this week yeah. in Afghanistan. Yeah. Yeah. And um, man, just heartbreaking Bad, to see it, it happen. Um, I, I wrote on my, my page here, you know, what a disgrace, you know, mm -hmm. 20 years ago mm -hmm. next month, mm -hmm. we had one of our darkest days as a country with 9-11. Mm -hmm. And when the 20th anniversary happens, the Taliban mm -hmm. is back in back, control. Right. And this is not a political thing. I'm right. not throwing zingers at, you know, Anyone. who's in the White House. or right. I think there's uh, a lot of blame to go around. But what I've seen on the television, it's heartbreaking. It yes. really is. Yeah. And here's an element that I want to talk about with Direct Line. We are a show that looks at the events of the world and the events of our community through the lens of faith. Most people don't realize that in the last 20 years, there's been a fairly significant rise of Christians mm -hmm. within Afghanistan. Are they in the underground church or are they, have they been you know, able to they've be? They've been able to operate in the open okay. in a lot but of ways. Well, there's all yeah. kinds. I mean, nobody knows right. is the reality. Right. You know, I'm hearing some people try to say that the Taliban is a nicer, nicer, gentler, mm. kinder mm. kind of Taliban. I don't, I don't believe that. I'm not buying that at all. No, you no. hear other reports mm. that they're going door to door. And uh, it's just a reminder mm -hmm. how blessed we are to well, live in America. Yeah, and the people that were trying to get out of there. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> mean, did you see the image I did. of people clinging to airplanes? Yes. And, and plunging to their yes. death because they know if they stay, they're as good as dead in many ways. And so, so it is heartbreaking, but it's a reminder to pray for Christ followers. Absolutely. It's a reminder. Let me ask you this. Was your son as into history as you are? He is. is he? Okay. So he enjoyed the, the day at the so, museum. So um, <laughs> I posted on Instagram that we were there okay. and one of my friends from Clinton chimed in and, you know, I bet Peyton was bored out of his mind <laughs> and Peyton, I was proud, kind of chimed in and said, not at all. I loved it. Good. And, Good. and I think war, I, I think he's always been intrigued by war. Well, I think that younger generation and they need to learn it. I mean, I don't know that they're even being taught what happened yeah. all those years ago. And yeah. well, good for you. I'm glad you guys had that good it trip. It was a good time. But um, just what a contrast for me, the nostalgia yeah. of what happened 80 years ago with the reality mm -hmm. of what's happening today. And it's just heartbreaking. Right. Now, one more thing that's happening in our world, Haiti had an earthquake. Oh, another one. Um, yeah, you know, 11 years ago, they right. had that catastrophic right. earthquake. I think 100,000 people perished. And again, we have a lot of Christians that are in Haiti. We have a mission that we support. Right. You know, Daryl and Lisa Morgan from our church yep. have um, been to Haiti many, many times. Mm -hmm. So many from our church, right. not just Daryl and Lisa. Out, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, it's just a reminder that um, when I think my life's really tough, and there's mm -hmm. times that I've found myself discouraged, even this week, mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about that in our mm -hmm. final segment mm -hmm. of the show today. Uh, we have brothers and sisters in Christ in Haiti this week. Uh, and then just to add injury to insult, you had the earthquake, and then this tropical storm comes in mm -hmm. a day later and mm -hmm. dumps, you know, yeah. 10 inches of rain. So we it need to remember. It seems like certain parts of the world like that, they just keep getting hit. And 
It's hard to wrap your brain yeah, around it. It really isn't it? is. It, you know, it Haiti's is. the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. If there's a country that should catch a break, a break. It's you'd Haiti. think it'd be that one. And and yet maybe hmm. it's a message for us to rise up and you know to say, we are blessed. Let's be a blessing. Let's see what we can do to help those that are struggling. Or at least live your life without complaining all the time about the things that are going on here. I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I the, the exactly things that really in the, in the scheme of things are small. Really matter. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, we couldn't do direct line without our incredible sponsors. Who are we saying thank you to? Well, we're thankful for the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, the team at Hans Tankwash, and Chris and Deja Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic. That's great. Well, hey, we're going to go to break, and when we come back, Jennifer White, who's yes. a teacher at Danville High School, yes. and Marla Taylor. They are they are both spunky, but yes, uh, yes. Jennifer especially is yes. spunky, yes. I will say that. And yeah. we're going to talk Talk to them about a new school year yeah, and maybe some of the things that they can share with us about education. Right. I'm really excited about this interview. Yeah, me too. All right, we're going to break. We'll be right back after this. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement, too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member SIPC. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. It's easy to apply. Stop by your local McDonald's restaurant or apply online at mchire.com today. This is Rob Witzel, Area Supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. This is Charlie Jeffers, training manager. As a member of the McDonald's team, you'll receive a competitive wage, a work schedule based on your availability, meal discounts, 401k options, and more. Open interviews are held every Monday from 3 to 5 p.m. Stop by any of our locations for hiring information in person or apply at mchire.com and your McDonald's opportunity can begin today. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie with Greg. And, you know, it is back to school week for a lot of people. In fact, maybe many schools are back in session. I'm not sure. I talked but... to a bunch of the Indiana people at church on Sunday this week, and they've been back for a week or so. Well, you know us Indiana people. But, I mean, is we're that a good thing? We're always a little ahead of the game. I think it's crazy to go back to school this early myself. But... I remember as a kid... Labor Day yeah. was the end of right. summer, right. start of school. Right. Memorial Day right. was the end of school, start of summer. What happened to that? I think that means we are old and things okay. have well, changed that is true. a lot. So, that is But true. we are glad to have yes. today in studio with us two educators. Yes. Jennifer White, who is a special education teacher with District 118, Danville High School. And 
your wife, your amazing half. wife, your better half, Marla Taylor. Is this your is this your debut like on radio, Marla? Yes. This and probably it. the last time. Oh, I, yes. come I bet on you're gonna now. nail it and you're gonna hit it out of the park and we're gonna have you back multiple times. But you are a math teacher? Yes. At Georgetown Ridge Farm High School. Go Buffaloes. I know. I have a hard time getting it all in the right order. Yes. That is a mouthful. (laughs) Why don't we start with each of you just telling us a little about your story. How did you get into education and, uh, and you know, where, where are you, where are you at right now? Is this the only school you've ever been in? Give us a little bit of update on you guys. Well, I am starting my 28th year of teaching. I taught uh, fresh out of college one year at Rochester High School. And then I went to St. Teresa in Decatur and taught five years. And then I taught for a year in Bethany. And then we moved. And I taught for 18 years at Lincoln. And we moved again. Lincoln High School. Lincoln High School. Okay. When I think of Lincoln, I always think of Lincoln, the college. Right. But you're oh, no, no. Lincoln, no. High, Lincoln school. High School. Okay, gotcha. And then this is starting my third year at Georgetown. So, yeah. Third year. Third <laughs> year. that long? Yes. You can believe that? Yes. You came in the summer before we started, you started, I guess. Yeah. two years ago, right about okay. now. Okay, okay. And... The cool thing about Marla, um, she actually had three job offers when we were moving here. Wow. So, yeah. You're yeah. one smart woman. It's the real deal. No, they're just desperate. <laughs> <laughs> no. How about you, Jennifer? Tell us what your past has been and where you are now. Well, I believe this is my 14th year teaching. Um, I've been in District 118 my entire career. Um, my student taught at Danville High School as a brand new 22-year-old, you know, students mm-hmm. and got hired with the district. I taught at Southview actually for three years. I worked with students with behavior and emotional disorders and then came up to the high school, um, spent about five years at home with my kids while they were little, mm-hmm. took a little break and then came back to the district. So I've been at the high school ever since. Why did you go into education? I just loved school. I don't even remember contemplating a different job while I was in school. Like I just knew I was going to be a teacher. I loved learning. I loved being around students. And I just I just knew that I was going to be a teacher. Did you have a favorite teacher? I did have a favorite teacher. I think my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Huffman, was like awesome. And then I had several high school teachers that taught me a lot. I feel like Mrs. Nelson was my Spanish teacher, and she made it so fun. Mrs. Lee was my junior high teacher, and she really kind of taught me a passion for, you know, English and writing and stuff like that. And so. did you go to school around here? I went to Eastern. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But how about your high school years? Oh, and... I went to Bismarck. Okay. So, okay. Was it weird teaching in a community that you grew up in? I know you didn't grow up in Danville necessarily, but is that a factor at all, or is it just kind of life? I think it's just life. I've lived in this area my whole entire life, went to Bismarck, and then, like I said, student taught at Danville. That was a little bit of a shocker coming from a small school to Danville High was pretty big, but this is just home. So I feel like it's, you know, everybody knows everybody, and I just... That's cool. Yeah. How about you, Marla? What made you decide to be a teacher? Well, I kind of echo what Jennifer said. I just always loved school, and... uh, Loved math. I know most people do not choose to love math, but I loved math. And uh, probably my high school teacher that really challenged me in math really just kind of gave me that boost that, yeah, this is what I want to do for my life. So amazing that teachers can really inspire, you know, students to, it may may not be that they want to be teachers, but teachers are inspiring to to students to, you know, to follow something or to get involved and, and, and to be fired up about something. So that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm a little disappointed in my wife, though. I want to tell you why, is that I would think on the day that we talk about you, the math teacher, you'd be wearing a math t-shirt. Mm. How many math t-shirts do you own? Oh, probably 
25 or yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know someone's committed <laughs> when they wear it on a T-shirt. <laughs> exactly. Right? Exactly. She, but I probably wouldn't even understand, you know, what it's, well, it's even really, talking about. It's symbols no and yeah. rhymes and all this math stuff. Yeah. But she led the math club at Lincoln Community High School. Awesome. So, awesome. Good hey, one more thing that's not on the list, but I want to throw out. Steph, you put a video together that we showed in church this last Sunday. Mm -hmm. And Jennifer, you were featured in that video. Hi, and here's the thing. I just thought it was so inspiring. We had an administrator and then several teachers. And it just brought a smile to my face the first time that I saw it. And so we're going to link that on our Facebook page. Yeah. And I just encourage people to check it out and... You know, remember your teachers. Yeah, you know, we had a lot of footage that we had to cut out. But every person we interviewed, they everyone said the same thing. It's all about forming relationships with kids. I mean, your your math lesson, whatever, the, the lesson is not the most important thing. It's really about forming relationships. And so I was impressed that every teacher and even the superintendent of North Vermillion said the exact same thing. What do you think about that, forming relationships with kids? How, oh, how vital is it? It's totally key, which was what made, you know, the last year and a half very hard, not being in person, trying to build relationships through a screen. So, um, yeah, I think it's crucial. If you don't have that relationship, they don't really want to perform or want to learn necessarily. What does it typically take for a kid to say, to buy in? I mean, I know they're all different, but what do you give it? A week, a month? Or what? I mean, what do you say? What's typical for a kid to buy in to this relationship? Oh, man, I don't know. I just, I think it progresses as yeah. the school year goes on. You can just see that you're building trust with them, mm -hmm. you know, and I think as the school year goes on, they trust you with heavier things, you know, things that are really close to their heart than they do at the beginning of the year. So 2020, 2021 are years like none other, obviously. <laughs> and so this is a question I'd like you both to answer. Consider what the last year, year and a half brought the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, what are some things that you'd like people to be aware of that maybe they're not necessarily aware of related to the past 18 months? Hard. It yeah. was the hardest year of teaching that yeah. I have ever had. Yeah. I feel like the uncertainty, even at this time last year, I know for District 118, we kind of didn't know when even school was, you know, starting something as simple as that, that you can usually count on. Mm -hmm. But I feel like all the technology that was kind of thrown, not only at the students, but at us, like yeah. it was a crash course in learning how to video yourself, how we needed to set up Google Classroom so that we were all setting it up the same, yeah. you know, little stuff like that, how to share documents and all that. And I feel like the technology was like a blessing because it allowed us to continue reaching out to our students, but it was just also a curse sometimes too. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I remember sitting in my dining room one day with, I had like two laptops going, my students were logged into <laughs> class and no one can hear me. Oh. And they were all like, yeah. the teacher's not there, we're leaving. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, no. And so I was typing like madly in the chat, like, guys, I'm here, give me a second, my audio's not working. And so I would try to log out and log back in and some of them are gone, mm -hmm. you know, and it was there was days that I just wanted to throw the laptop on the floor and just quit but I felt like as the year went on we still had hiccups but we worked out some of those kinks yeah. you know and it was just you threw out everything you knew as a teacher mm -hmm. out the window because it is about those relationships and being in person and I like my high school kids because I like to joke with them and be right. sarcastic with right. them right. and that's hard through a screen Agree? Marla? I totally agree. Yeah, the technology, um, I've not been very techno 
technologically savvy, as you can probably ask anybody that has worked with me. Um, So the last year and a half, I've learned more technology in that time span than in 25 years. And it was just overwhelming. Um, But I feel like it was a good boost in the arm to just be like, okay, let's get on page and let's up our game and figure out how this works. And I, you know, can echo everything Jennifer said. I remember being in my dining room and trying to teach math Mm -hmm. on a whiteboard I borrowed Mm -hmm. from church and, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to get that in the background and make sure they could see it. And it was just, you know, you just had to laugh at sometimes because if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. So it just was a hardest year and a half, I would say, Um, you know, in just so many ways, mentally, physically draining, just, uh, just a hard year and a half. I don't really know. It really was. And I I teach um, students with disabilities. And so that technology was kind of an added layer for them, which by the end, they were teaching me stuff. You know, they got it. But at first, it was just overcoming logging into these programs. You got to remember your password, you know, like and all of that kind of stuff was just an added layer of trying to help them with when I'm not physically in the room to help them. But they picked up on it, you know, and ended up killing it. And like, that's, what's exciting is to use some of the the technology. I feel like this year, hopefully as you know, to supplement what we're doing, Mm -hmm. not to rely on a hundred percent, but you know, something that really frustrated me the last year and a half. And I think being married to a teacher probably personified it, but you would hear some of these national narratives that were out there about, you know, Teachers just want to stay at home, and teachers don't mm-hmm. want to do this, and teachers don't. And I would find myself sometimes yelling back at the mm-hmm. TV because I'm like, I don't know a single teacher that believes that. So I just want to throw that out for anybody that's listening is don't believe a lot of the narratives that are out there because mm-hmm. uh, yes. I just it really was <laughs> yeah. frustrating, you know, because I just felt like it was a talking point mm-hmm. that a certain, you know, whatever thought was trying to push and I don't know anybody that fit that. I just want to stay home in my pajamas all right. day. I don't know yeah. anybody. I couldn't wait that. to get back right. in the school right. building and then right. to have the kids. Even if it was three kids in a room, I was like, please come right. back. Right. I cannot wait to have just that face-to-face, not right. through a screen. I mean, right. uh, Well, tell us some of the success stories from last year. Can you give us something that was a positive and maybe a success story? Well, there was a lot of success stories, um, but I was thinking through this last night and I was like, what, you know, what are two big stories that I could tell? And this, um, so both of them have to do with particular students. I'm not going to give their names, but, um, you know, we start off fully remote first quarter and Mm -hmm. that's exactly how I met my students. I know Jennifer was more remote than I was for the year, but, um, first quarter that's how I met my students you know brand new didn't know them except through the screen and um, I'm sure she probably can echo this but most of them would just put their little what are they called avatars I don't know their little icon yeah so you'd see like initials or so I didn't even know what these students look like and I was like can you please get your camera on nope not gonna do it so anyway you know first semester goes by I have this boy and we're in intro to algebra the lowest math class we teach at the high school and they struggle i mean they need that extra help that one-on-one well i don't know for sure this was happening but i'm pretty sure his mom was doing all of his homework because it was all perfect (laughs) and then it come to test time and it just looked like chinese you know like i don't even know what you're doing so anyway he made it through first semester you know barely made it by second semester comes around I convince his mom to bring him to school to get to school he comes to school and oh my gosh I just love this kid like it was just like such a difference having him in person versus the screen and he ended up working his tail off I mean he would come in before school to get ready for the final and he aced my final and I was just like 
That is success. I mean, to go from a kid that really wasn't doing anything to wanting to work and wanting to try and... You know, it was just amazing. Well, it's not me. It's not me. I give him all the credit, but I just, that's, that was pretty awesome. Awesome. Yeah. How about you, Jennifer? Do you have a success story that you can think of? I I just think, I think especially in the area of special ed, we just, we celebrate all of the small things. Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. always have to be something big. And I just think kind of what Marla said, for the kids to even be able to log on and join Mm -hmm. class and remember their passwords, you know, all of that kind of stuff is a huge thing. And then I did have a couple of kids who, who they were struggling in some of their classes. Like it, it was not easy for them. And we would have office hours set up like at the end of the day from like two to three o'clock where you were just logged in and any kid could log in to get help. Mm -hmm. And some days you kind of just sat there staring at the (laughs) blank screen, you know, waiting for somebody. But I did have a couple of kids who consistently would jump in. They would want the extra help and they would just share their screen. And sometimes I would just sit and kind of watch them as they were typing. But I think they just knew I was there, you know, and they were able to get their work done. They worked through a lot of heavy English stuff. And just to see them, like, persevere through that mm-hmm. was, it was so encouraging, yeah. I feel like, to me. It was, awesome. it was awesome. Good, go. yeah. Good job. That one-on-one time through the technology, like she's talking about, that was probably my favorite uh-huh. part because mm-hmm. I could get real with them and be like, what is, you know, it's just you and me right mm-hmm. here. What exactly right. is going on? What, yeah. you know, what can I do to help you? And that was just probably one of my favorite things when we were fully remote is just that those kids that would come show up for one-on-one tutoring, but it would always develop into something more in-depth than just math lesson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of them like to show you their dogs during that time. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw a lot of dogs, a lot of puppies, yeah. pets. Yeah. Well, you can't go wrong with puppies. <laughs> I know. Oh. So I am so thankful for people of faith that go into education. And just kind of a general question, go wherever you want with it, but you're both women of faith. How do you live that out? How, how do you live out your life as a person of faith in the world of education? Marla, I'm going to start with you. Um, I think it goes with how you treat everyone. I mean, your character, your um, being real with the kids and showing them that you love them and you care about them and building that relationship. And once, I mean, they can tell you're different. And um, once you have that relationship and that trust built, um, you know, that opens up all kinds of doors. And so I just... You know, I'm not going to stand up there and preach Jesus or anything like that, but just loving those kids, caring about them, knowing, letting them know I'm here for you if you ever need anything. And just opening up that door to say, my door is always open for you. Um, Come in anytime. And, um, and, you know, that's just, God opens up doors. He really does. Jennifer, what do you think? I'd kind of piggyback on what you were saying. I I think it is about just, you know, being kind to others and showing people the love of Christ. The kids do notice. And I'm not saying that, you know, that means we are perfect at all times and we all mess up. But I think God places you where you're supposed to be. And I think your workplace can be your mission field. And I try sometimes when it's hard to kind of recenter my thoughts on that, that it's like, I'm here for a reason. I'm here for a purpose. God wants me here. And I feel like when I try to have kind of the eternal perspective on that, that's when I feel like I'm more, you know, effective and Mm -hmm. I'm here for a reason and to make a difference. Well, Marla Taylor, Jennifer White, thank you for joining us. Last question, um, maybe the most important question. A lot of people listening to Direct Line are people of prayer. How can people be praying for you all, for your schools, for the school year? What do you think? 
Oh man, I just I feel like praying for wisdom for us as we're making decisions this year. Um, praying that the school year we don't want to go remote again. Yeah. You know that, yeah. yes. that yeah. keep that. And I know people have you know the mask, no mask, and just I just pray that we just we stay in school right now, and um, mm-hmm. the kids can come and have a safe place, you know, to learn and just pray for us to be there for the kids and to know how to support them. That's what matters. And I would echo everything she said, but I would add to that to pray for our kids. I mean, they are uh, mentally uh, having trouble. I mean, it took a toll on them. I took a toll on everyone, but I mean, the kids just, they really need our prayers. They need our support and um, yeah, administration. I can't imagine being in their shoes and I know everybody's hard on administrators and wanting them to do whatever you know, the parents want, but just being supportive, you know, that, you know, we're all in this together. We're trying to do what's best for the kids. And uh, so there's just so many areas to pray for. Yeah. I love your hearts. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It kind of wells up into your eyeballs. I can see. (laughs) All right. Marla Taylor, Jennifer White, thank you for joining us. I hope you'll come back to Direct Line. (laughs) All right. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. You know, it's easy to make promises. The hard thing is keeping them. Sunset promises to carry your load at a most difficult time. To the communities they serve, they promise to be there for your children, your churches, and your organizations. Sunset promises to help our veterans. They will support them with the same level of commitment these veterans had as soldiers defending our freedom. I'm Judy Fraser, and if you're looking for a family that keeps their promises, I would suggest you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. The best news is all of our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville, changing lives one decision at a time. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line, Greg Taylor and Terry Goodwin. Hey, I am here again. I am back in studio. Thanks for stepping in. Yeah, happy to be here, as always. You know, I think we're going to have to start calling it Direct Line with Greg, Stephanie, and Terry. How about Greg, Ter- Greg Stephanie, and sometimes that other guy? There you go. I like, I like it. I like but, it. hey, great segment, segment two with two of the teachers, Jennifer White, Marla Taylor. Again, we want to just 
say thanks to all the educators that are back at it. It's hard to believe a new school year is upon us. Yep, yep. It's exciting. Exciting to see everybody go back to school. And we are super blessed this morning to have with us two graduating seniors who are about to be college freshmen, Caleb Campbell, Maddie Goodwin. And uh, I've known these guys for a couple years Terry, uh, you've I, known them their I've whole known lives. Them their whole life, pretty much. So, yeah. yeah, one of them a lot longer than the other. That's right. That's right. You're one in the womb. But you know, we ended service Sunday in a really cool way in Main Auditorium. Um, Caleb had the opportunity. You were introduced by our friend and DL sponsor, Bean Han, and then you had the opportunity actually to sing a blessing on the church. Uh, the song, the blessing. I, I, I'll tell you, I've heard more about that than I think anything that I've heard in the time that I've been here in the last 24 hours. Uh, talk, talk about the emotion of that yesterday. Uh, so that was really meaningful to me, just getting to pray over everybody in the church, uh, everybody who's been there for me and has yeah. blessed me throughout all the years, especially Terry. Yeah. But, yeah, it was know. really cool. The prayer is from Deuteronomy, mm -hmm. or Numbers chapter 6, excuse mm -hmm. me. It's the priestly blessing, but I just thought it was really neat. One of our church members actually put a picture of you and Bean on Facebook and just talked about maybe she had you as a preschooler or something along those lines. Uh, I think she was a co-worker, if I think it's the okay. person I'm thinking of. Yeah, I've worked with her for a number of years. She's She's been able to watch me grow up yeah. at uh, Demo Gardens and... It's just been a real blessing That's awesome. to know her and have all that support. So That's great. Well, hey, I wanted to get you guys on this morning, and I want to do a couple things. I want to talk for a little bit about Second Church and what church has meant to you. Um, like I said, I've really only known you guys for a couple years, but what stuck out about both of you is you seem to be really exceptional as high school students. You're here on Sunday mornings a lot of times, like at 6.30 in the morning. I don't know anybody that's in high school that wants to be up at 6.30 in the morning. And you're using your talents on the worship team, which I think is just super cool. So um, talk a little bit about Second Church, what it's meant to you, and uh, you know what memories you have of Second Church. Maddie, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, Second Church has been, um, I think, really important in my growing up, like, it's kind of been like a second family, just, you know, everyone, um, everyone who's always been there to support me and walk with me through difficult, difficult parts of my life. Right. And so I just feel like the community of Second Church has really helped me grow in my relationship with God and grow in relationship with other people. And, you know, you are not just a part of the worship team. You've worked with our junior high students a lot yeah. as well. Yep. Now, now, most people, when we hear junior high students, they want to run the other direction. <laughs> what is it about junior hires that, you know, has made you say, you know, I want to hang out with these junior hires? I just love them. Their energy. They're so excited. Yeah. They want to learn. Like, they... Like, I feel like people don't give junior hires enough credit. Like, right. they're they're ready yeah. to learn. They're ready to be, like, kind of molded in life and yeah. in their relationship with God. So I really love working with junior hires. And, Terry, you know a little thing about working with junior hires. Yeah, I actually was the junior high minister here for I don't even want to remember how many years. Yeah. But I loved it. And we had, getting to have Maddie and Caleb in my junior high group was awesome yeah. because uh, they were exceptional students even at that age. That's awesome. Caleb? Talk about Second Church. What has Second Church meant to you? I don't want to sound like a copycat, but yeah. I kind of have to piggyback on what Maddie said. I really been like a second family here. Like 
you meet all these people, especially some older folks, and it's like adoptive grandparents mm-hmm. almost. They yeah. just they just take right after you, and then they come bug you every week, and it's yeah. like, man, I, I I really miss them all the time. And yeah. So it, it's been really nice to um, just learning all about people and meeting all kinds of people here because it's it's not just one kind of person here at Second. Right. It's a lot of different people. Well, I'm thankful for both of you. You're both leaving for college this week. Maddie, you're going to a school that's my alma mater. It's your dad's alma mater, Lincoln Christian University. And, Caleb, you're going to become a Missouri Tiger. And I got to tell you, it's people like you that are really challenging me because I'm an Illini guy through and through. But um, it makes me kind of like the Missouri Tigers knowing that you're going to be there. Well, thank you very much. I don't think I could be anything other than an Illinois fan. There so you go. I'm still rooting for you. So what are you going to do for the bragging rights game, the Illinois-Missouri game? I think I'm still going to have to wear my Illinois jersey. Oh, dude, you're way. making me, making me happy, baby. Well, hey, as you, uh, as you guys get ready to head off to school, I'd love to know, what's the thing you're looking forward to most? So uh, as you go to Missouri this coming week, Caleb, what, what's the thing you're looking forward to the most as you get there? Uh, well, my sister's down there, so she got married last year, and so I, I really like her and her husband a lot, and they really are enforcing that idea of spending time with them. So that's probably second on the list, but all the dining halls are unlimited. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so it's like a big buffet all the time. I yeah. might come back and be like 320. Well, so. you know, they, they say the freshman 15 is it a real challenge, potentially. Yeah. freshman 50 for yeah. me. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, um, I remember those days, and it was a challenge for me, uh, definitely. But that's great. Maddie, what about what you, Maddie? Yeah, um, something I've heard from a lot of students who've gone to Lincoln is, like, how important community is there. Yeah. And I think that's something I'm really looking forward to is meeting new people and, like, you know, forming a community at Lincoln as well. So. Yeah. Well, I think it's great. Lincoln's a great school and um, really excited that you're going to be there. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be on campus in uh, late October. I'm, I'm doing a guest lecture at a class, and maybe we can grab some lunch in the dining hall. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, so let's talk about maybe something or some things that you're not so sure about or maybe you have some anxiety about or that you're just unsure of. Is there anything as you get ready to go off to college? And I'll give you this for me. When I showed up at college as a freshman, man, I didn't know anybody. You know, and I remember really being anxious the Saturday night, the first Saturday night. What's it going to be like Sunday morning? You know, because I had never had to go to church where I didn't know anybody. You know, Um, what do you think? Maddie, let's start with you. Is there anything really that you're facing? Yeah, I'd say not knowing anybody like I don't that can be kind of scary. It's also exciting. Like That's what I'm excited about is getting to know new people. But, you know, just those first couple days by yourself getting to know people. I feel like that could be a little nerve-wracking. And you know your classes, right? Yes. And of all your classes, is there one you're most excited about? Um, I am most excited about basic Christian beliefs, the class Uh, I'm taking. So I think that will be a really good class. And so she can come back and she can teach us, Terry. right. (laughs) That would be great. That'd be awesome. Caleb, what about you? Anything maybe that little anxiety or concern? Um, I'm really nervous about my roommate because I don't want to dislike him. I right. really hope he likes me because otherwise we're stuck in there together for a whole year and right. that could end poorly. Yeah. But, and I mean, do you guys know each other yet or you're going to meet him this week? Um, we've been communicating through social media, but 
I'm going to meet him Wednesday. Yeah. So awesome. Now, going to a public university, um, obviously, I think you guys have a very special church here, Second Church. I- any concern along those lines? I mean, I hear Mizzou has some really awesome campus ministries. I don't know that personally, but I've heard that that's the case. How's that playing out with you? Uh, yeah, they do have a lot of really good campus ministry. Uh, the junior high minister, Jake Weiss, his yeah. grandfather started the Christian Campus House at uh, Missouri. Yeah. And my sister was a part of that, so I've got connections there. And Andrew, her husband, is uh, plugged in with a church down there. He's working as a tech guy. and Awesome. I really like their church, so I've got places to go and That's people awesome. to able to be with if I need to. So the really cool thing for Caleb is you're going far away, but you've got this thing that most people don't have, and that is your sister and your brother-in-law. And they're they're like right there, right? Right. They're like 10 minutes off campus, but I'm going to have my car so I can I can get back and forth if I need to. Awesome. That's awesome. So Terry, I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. Uh, you've watched these two grow up. What do you say about Caleb and Maddie as we wrap up this interview? I've been asked this question a lot about Maddie, but yeah. but I can throw Caleb right in with her for sure because uh, I, I look at these two and I see two students that are prepared for college. Yeah. The, the, they've gone through life. They've had some good experiences, bad experiences. They've dealt with tough times. Yeah. Uh, they've dealt with good times. And seeing them grow up in the church has meant so much to know that they're prepared for this next step. Uh, I know come Friday when I drop Maddie off, I'm going to be emotional. Yeah. That's just the way it goes, but it's not because I'm scared of what's going to happen. Right. I, I think for Caleb and Maddie, they're ready for this, and I'm excited to see what happens. And, and I hope we can think that for all the graduates this year, yeah. that they're prepared and ready to go and excited to see what comes next. Because, you know, I think back to my freshman year of college, and I, I think of all the changes that took place in my life. Yeah. And uh, my mom and dad probably didn't want to think about that. Yeah. But man, it kind of let it kind of laid the groundwork for where I am now, and uh, I mean, all the way back to my basketball coach, who mm-hmm. who fed into me for a whole year, yeah. and helped me become the man I am and learn yeah. about integrity. It was so meaningful. I'm excited to see who those people are for you guys. And just real quickly, who was that basketball Randy coach? Randy Kirk. Randy Kirk, who at one time was senior minister yep. of Second Church of Christ. That is correct. Yeah, and uh, good man, definitely. Yes, wonderful man. Well, Caleb and Maddie, we are so thankful for all that you have done for us and the blessing that you are, and we wish you nothing but the best, and I'd love to get you both back on direct line Christmas break. I'd love to get an update if possible, okay? Yes. Awesome. That'd be great. All right. You're listening to direct line. We'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darby's to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. 
Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Direct Line. It's Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. It is Thursday, August 19. Uh, what a great segment we just had. Well, thank you for handling. I had to step out yeah. from that segment, but um, thanks yeah. for handling uh, Maddie and T. Not Tegan. Maddie Caleb. and Caleb. That's so right. So tell me, Caleb Campbell, Caleb Campbell. and Maddie Goodwin, yeah. what reflections do you have? Just at watching them as, ch- you know, children, literally children, you know, toddlers, uh, yeah. and then inviting them onto the stage um, as they, you know, take an interest in music and uh, watching them grow and seeing how they have connected with the team. I yeah. What I love about my team is that I've got these young ones who are connected to some older ones, and it becomes such a family. It's so much more than music. It's right. about relationships. And so it's been fun to watch Caleb and Maddie. And I'm excited for them as they head off to their new adventures. And I think that's yeah. something that you do that I very much appreciate is that you don't have the philosophy that you basically need to be a professional no. musician no. to be a part of no. your team. No. And I look at these two, and they are forever blessed whether they realize it or not mm-hmm. with the opportunities that they've had i gotta tell you i didn't have opportunity i know church world was a lot different 35 sure. years ago sure. but to be on the stage week in week out as they have been in different mm-hmm. settings i mean sunday you know the way caleb you know uh, he talked a little bit about yeah. it during the interview but yeah. to be able to yeah. sing the blessing to the church there are very few uh 18 year olds that have that opportunity and you know whether they use that gift long term or not Mm -hmm. i think you have put them in a position in a very unique position to be able to use that for i think that's something that they can use even more than sports yeah it's it lasts longer right the ability to form relationships and to use your musical gifts i think lasts a lot longer than even sports and i want to throw this out again i'm not saying because you do it Mm -hmm. or second church Mm -hmm. does it everybody else should do it but i would say to people that are listening if you are in a church situation tap in to your students tap into your children they are the future they are you know we talked about that sunday right. passing on to future generations what did such really a, good job, a good job of, of telling the congregation reminding us of that well i gotta tell you um I, I i thank you for those words um i told you i felt probably as unprepared <laughs> as i felt in a long time just mm-hmm. due to my life and mm-hmm. last week and everything but i think i've had more feedback mm-hmm. on the service sunday not just the message right. but the service and we honored teachers right. and showed the video mm-hmm. and the blessing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the michael w smith song um agnus day i love that so much <laughs> it's hard to say it though. yeah but yeah. i think for a lot of people it was a reminder mm-hmm. that you know we can't keep this to ourselves, right. and you know 
every church is one generation from irrelevance. Right. And extinction. life is short. That's right. You're, you're, and your influence is short. That's right. That's right. So. so we've only got a couple minutes mm-hmm. left, but it's been a tough week for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lost a good friend. You Did. lost a teammate, Chris yeah. Hines. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to have a good news segment, mm-hmm. but um, Chris Hines was always good news for me. You know, he's always mm-hmm. an encourager. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, just talk a little bit about what's kind of rolling through your mind. You know, COVID seems to be rampant. It's... Mm-hmm. Um, Ferocity up again, however right. you want to say it, right. and there's so many passionate opinions that right. are out there, right. and yet I'm reminded. I think what we need more than anything right now is love and right. grace and right. mercy. Right. And what, what do you think? Well, watching the family go through such a tremendous loss, you know, and it, and it was a long one. It yeah. was it was a few weeks worth of yeah. sickness, and um, I guess I'm just reminded that. It can be COVID that takes you. It could be a car accident. Right. You know, it could be anything. And we really need to be ready. And we yeah. need to tell the people that we love that we love them yes. and express, you know, our gratitude for one another. And I guess that's what I'm feeling this week, a big loss from our team. He was like a brother. Yeah. Like a big brother to me. Um, and so I feel for the family. I'm happy for him that he's in heaven. Right. I mean, Right. Who would have known the last time we played music would be the last time that we played music together, you know, yeah. but it was. And Yeah. Well, I think your words are really wise. If you're listening today and you find yourself alienated from somebody, mm-hmm. don't assume you're going to have a year or a month or a week. I don't think COVID is a respecter yeah. of persons. Right. It well, seems to be you don't, yeah. you don't know who it's going to yeah. hit hard and yeah. you just don't know. But well, more importantly, your relationship with Jesus should yeah. be yeah. ready to meet him. Yeah. And so maybe that's the message for some of us that are listening today is, you know, we need to make steps that we know we need to take and don't put off for tomorrow what you need to do today because you may not have it, you know. So I'm getting ready to get in my car and drive on I-74 and the way people drive, this may be the last (laughs) time you and I are together, you know. it could be. So, um, yeah, but I, I just, Chris Hines to me, it's a unbelievably difficult loss but I am thankful for the short time I knew him, mm-hmm. for the joy that mm-hmm. he got out of music and right. using that gift, and that he will definitely be missed. But um, it is it is a reminder that uh, we're not promised tomorrow. All right. Make the most of today. Stephanie, thank you. Yep. All right. Well, on behalf of my friend Stephanie Spangler, this is Greg Taylor. Thank you for listening to Direct Line. Join us next week as Linda Darby and Tim Dudley from Vermilion Advantage join us. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.